2: First time in a long time But back like I, I never left, left. Taking these days as it comes You know me I don't read ahead Watch me burn down everything BDE on the TV set When I'm in control on the roll, You can never really know What's up next
3: Hello Hello, hello, hello Braden Harrington here With Davey Portman For Up Next You found us on whatever podcast app you're using And we are
2: Live on youtube.com Slash post wrestling Hello postmarks Hello friends. Oh no, I oh, fucks it up. I mean no, you're right. Hello. Hello friends. Friends. There we go. Friends. Friends. We've only been doing this 5 years. 5 years. By
3: now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually up next is officially 5 years old. Yeah. So you want to get us a, a 5 year anniversary, join the registry at patreon.com/poisonrana for only 5 bucks. That's get-
2: like a dollar a year. A, do- a- for a month. Yeah. Know? A ac- dollar for each value is what I'm saying.
3: When you sign up as a friend for five dollars a month, you get access for a month to over five hundred podcasts. You think in within a month you could access you could go back and listen to everything? That'd probably be a lot overload of us mm. covering all the random shows we did. But yeah, we did turn five years old. It all started with a whisper and it started with John Away being like, Hey, you want to do that NXT show again? And I said, Yeah, but what's next? And now we're up next, and then uh, I called you from a. You called me from a hostel in a hostel bedroom, New Orleans, yeah. from Takeover, and the rest is history. Yeah, And here we
2: are, and here we are, mere days away from conquering the CN Tower uh, <laughs> after celebrating. <five laughs> That's how we're celebrating. We're celebrating by climbing the tower. Look how humble we raise are. Raise money for yeah, pandas for animals, yeah. people.
3: That's what we do because we are nice people, and we. You know, we fundraise and do charitable work for the animals. It's all about the WWF, and it's all about the animals. You may heard Way and John talking about how they may or may not come over afterwards. And we're just, <laughs> John wants John, nothing.
2: John quite like bluntly said, "Absolutely not."
3: John wants nothing to do with me. It seems, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we are joining both John and Way this Sunday in Toronto. We live about three minutes from the CN Tower outside. We can see it right now, but. We're going to be climbing the stairs and uh, go follow all the socials. It's easier to find the link that way. But I mean, you can donate like 20 bucks or 25 bucks and it goes for this great cause and Way has set this all up and we're just joining in for fun and we may or may not die. My legs may or may not explode. My lungs might pop. Well, we've been training
2: because we are the, the 22nd floor of our condo. Yeah. So that's 305 steps. I've counted it. Uh, As so I've done it. You've counted each step? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But CN Tower is like 1,700, something like that. Yeah. Sorry, wh- how many steps? 1,776.
3: Jeez. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. I've been trying to do it every time I've been coming back. Today I did it once only. The other day I did it three times. Nice. But that's still only 20 floors, considering like the CN Tower yeah. is like triple that four it's times. a lot. That. Yeah, so we, we're going to be... We're gonna be struggling, yeah. so it's gonna be. But we're doing it
2: for the animals. It'll be yeah, exactly. You so, won't let me get a cat. You'd rather just climb the fucking tower to help the animals. Yeah, if you got a lion, that'd be pretty sick, or a tiger, or
3: something. A I lynx. can get a lion. Yeah, yeah. If you raise them young, right? Our they landlord did
2: just say no big dogs. no
3: big cats. He didn't say he, he didn't say no big, big yeah. Dogs. You could yeah, say yeah, big cats. can say big cat. You got a big cat in the right. apartment,
2: right? Yeah. Get the the BD Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would go for. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah it be all right. Puma. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: so that's what we're doing this weekend. So we're going to be climbing the CN Tower, which is going to be absolutely nuts. So, and
2: then I guess at some point we're recording a poison rana after that on Sunday.
3: No there? idea how because we're, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do that early in the morning. Uh, probably get some food after and water, yeah. hopefully. And then later in that day is actually Impact Wrestling Rebellion. Yeah. Just down the street from us as well, here in Toronto. So, we're going to be doing that show as well. So, we're going to be going there. So, we have a long day
2: this Sunday, but yeah, it is. I, I'm going to need to find a way to nap at some point because ah. I'm closing the night before. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to be doing all this on like three hours sleep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe my chances from not being last went up, yeah.
2: but <laughs> <laughs> that's my saving grace. Although, uh, John doesn't sound confident, does he? No, I am picturing that. Uh, you know, there was that uh, weekend at Bernie's going round. Yeah, with you me and <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing us. that. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's lucky his Wheeling phones are banned. John up. Yeah, <laughs> no phones in the CN Tower walk, so yeah. he's fine. He's good. He, I can't turn him into a meme, but yeah, we're gonna be doing this. I've never done anything like this. I've like I, I, have asthma and I could die, so this is great. I have allergies. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. So we're gonna be. doing No, I'm that. looking forward to it. Uh, so that's what's going on. Look for us on the Poison Rana feed as well if you don't know what that is. That's the, the podcast that me and Davey do over on our own show. Every Sunday we tend to do a show. We just put one out this last Sunday talking about the Wembley show mm-hmm. announcements and some Dream Match fantasy booking and Vince and Triple H and Raw and Bad Bunny and aw and all that fun stuff every sunday so we will somehow fit in a sunday show this week before we go to rebellion so go follow that because on that feed shot in the dark with john Ceno, where he covers everything else in the world of wrestling nwa uh wow ring of honor all sorts of fun stuff yeah. over there impact wrestling like we say um and then of course uh sino and and b are going to be dro- b detroit are going to be dropping a uh, what up, though, later this month. But I'm also going to be doing a, I'm kind of cheating, but a 420 detox special with Jordan Goodman. We're going to be joined by Steve Grose-Weed, nice uh, long-time listener and friend of the show. So we're going to chat all about that. We're actually going to probably go live on 419, but no, no, that's, that's a that's close enough. That's okay. Yeah, close enough. So that's something for free over on that feed.
2: I actually just put out a show with Jordan as well. Yeah. Last Thursday, uh, dropped a free episode of The Sesh. It was Jordan and I talking about Season 4, Episodes 1 and 2 of Succession. And I'll be joined this week by Neil Flanagan, our Ooh. man, to talk all about Episode 3, which so far is getting rave reviews. At the moment, currently, it's a perfect 10. Damn. It's a Ty Dillinger on IMDb. This episode wow. was huge, and I can't wait to talk all about it with Neil.
3: Excellent. So, yeah, uh, Succession reviews. Uh, All over on the Patreon as well, dropping, uh, I think the last one you said will be on the free feed, but for now, you want to hear it in the nitty gritty if you're a fan, that's definitely a show to check out over on the Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, we just did a Best Match Ever Part 2 covering Rey Mysterio Mm, Jr. Because we looked at the best of Rey Mysterio outside of WWE, meaning AAA, Lucha Libre, Lucha Underground, WCW, ECW, all in. What culture? We looked at so, so much Rey Mysterio outside of WWE and it was a lot of fun to mark out, go through those matches. We even linked the matches in our Patreon post there and just, uh, go through the career of Rey Mysterio, one of the all time best and like easily one of the most like, like influential wrestlers going, still going yeah. today. So that yeah, was, it was just an f- awesome show to do. I yeah. really enjoyed this. It show. was an easy show for us to just go back and watch some of the best, you know, Halloween Havoc, the Juice, what else? Psychosis, so many great matchups. Ricochet, Will Ospreay. we we really dived into a lot of that stuff. So that was a fun show. So shout out Ray Mysterio going into the WWE Hall of Fame. We also looked at two different WrestleManias before WrestleMania. And this week, I know people are are hyped about Super Mario Brothers that we thought, why don't we review the movie? But the original that came out 30 years ago... Super Mario Brothers. I watched it back today. Holy shit, it sucks!
2: You know what I want to know? Uh, yeah, I, I started this earlier. I do. I have seen this before. I remember watching this as a kid. But oh, it's been so long ago that it's just like yeah. The live-action Mario for those not Bob trying Hoskins. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what's always interesting me is Mario's last name Mario. Yeah, Mario Mario. It's Mario Mario. Yeah, it's, it's Mario Mario. And it's Luigi Mario. Yeah, it's the Mario Brothers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Mario. Bros. Is that what they are? Like, legit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's always been like that. Mario Mario. Mario Mario. It's like, you know, it's somewhat,
2: maybe not common, but that's how they go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's uh, football player brothers, <laughs> Gary and Philip Neville. Their dad's name's Neville. Like, legit. Neville, okay. Neville.
3: Neville Neville. Neville Neville. All
2: right. Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh but yeah, we're going to we're going to be doing a Mario Brothers review from 30 years ago this live action Mario to get you in the spirits for the new one. I actually just watched it today. We're going to be joined by John Sino from Shot in the Dark cuz I know he's a huge Mario fan so much that he just got back from taking his son to Super Mario World wow. in Cali so he's going to have kind of some reviews on that as well on this podcast. But I know he's already seen the new movie. I'm we, very jealous. He bumped yeah. into
2: Johnny Gargano. He bumped
3: into Johnny Gargano, yeah. uh, got a pick with him, and saw a bunch of other wrestlers on his way back. So pretty cool. So we're going to be recording that this week. So if that's up your alley, that's going to be on the Patreon this week as well. So uh, get that one up with the, the Mario Brothers mm. review. I found that movie online.
2: Uh, what wow, it's. I think it is on like uh, Netflix and Prime and Hulu in the US, okay. Uh, here in Canada, uh, I couldn't you, it didn't even look like you could buy it over here. Don't, please uh, don't. Canada are just like, no, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to pay money for this. It's like they're from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> Mario
3: Brothers, yeah, they are in the new one. Oh, are they? the new one has like similarities okay. to this one as right. much as it's animated and Chris Pratt, but. Uh, I'd say a fun, fun movie, fun, okay. you know, Looking I went to. on a Tuesday afternoon, but it was a fun, mm. you know, I enjoyed it. The, the, the effects are crazy. Like the graphics yeah. these George days in 3d, uh, no, I didn't. I just watched it in a regular. Okay. Yeah. But it, I am, I, I feel like if you watched it in like IMAX or 3d, it would be crazy. Right. Just the yeah. effects are just so cool. So yeah. Uh, the, the, the universe, the, what is it? The Nintendo universe. Yeah. Is that going to be like a thing now? Are we getting the. The End Game of Super Smash Bros. The movie.
2: Yes, is it the same studios as Sonic? This thing.
3: It's the same studios as, uh, like Despicable Me and Minions and. Okay, so I don't but think it's, so. It's, no, I
2: mean you've got the uh, you've had Detective Pikachu, haven't you?
3: So to, so we we're going to be reviewing this Mario movie from '93, right. right? Because of that movie, Nintendo were like, you're never doing a live action version of our stuff ever again because it was so bad yeah until the detective pikachu which Mm. is like again almost 25 years later which did really well and actually was again pretty fun i you know kids love that movie and that made me think that was
2: mix as well wasn't it yeah yeah
3: and it also made me go hey when are we just getting the pokemon movie now because you could do it live act you've shown that you could do it so uh, watch i will say as silly i watched the original live action Mario this morning and then went to the movies to mm. go see the new one. I almost am still like, what if they did Mario brothers live action today? Cause now you could yeah, have the I effects. Feel like you could do it. I feel like this new movie is as crazy and animated. It looks amazing. Again, ton of fun, Mario Kart, and all that stuff. But if you did it live action, it probably could have worked because of the effects. Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel kind of look at it, looking at the trailer and I've only heard good things, but it feels like I'm watching a video game. Yeah. You know, and I I kind of feel like I'd prefer it to not look like the video games, and therefore live action. I'm still holding out for that Zelda. One day, yeah.
3: Don't don't cheap out with the the animated for Zelda. Yeah, that's all I ask. Let's just do Zelda properly. Like, do Link's Awakening. Do a whole. It could
2: be a massive franchise.
3: Yeah, I mean, after the success, they're saying this Mario movie is the biggest opening for any animated movie ever. That's nuts. That's crazy. Because think about it, it's like people like me or you who are like older hmm. grew up watching this. There's people who who are even older than us who also grew up wa- playing the games, well, and now just kids animated. So it's you know it's well, for heard, everyone. Yeah,
2: John uh, Pollock took Max to see it. Yeah, and but yeah, as you said, it's like it's going to appeal to adults because yeah. you grew up with Mario, and kids are going to like it because it's cartoon. Lots of stuff, Easter eggs.
3: Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of Easter eggs. I'm I'm surprised there wasn't like a game to go with it because. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. So look forward to not talking about the new one, but we'll definitely talk about the mm-hmm. new one. Talking about the old one with Bob Hoskins, which is just great stuff, which that movie just makes no sense. So I'm excited to talk about it because those are always our fun reviews. Uh, we're going to dive into some NXT. I've definitely felt like now that the dust have settled for WrestleMania weekend and, you know, things like that. I'm a little wrestled out. So this was a this felt like a chore, this NXT. Not that there's anything wrong there's a few things wrong. Not that there was a lot wrong with this week, but this week hit me like, oh, I'm wrestled out. I'm just, I'm
2: very tired yeah. this week. Like it's, uh, yeah, I think we burn ourselves out with WrestleMania yeah. and it kind of hasn't really stopped since then with work and lives and more wrestling and stuff. So I kind of felt the same and that wasn't, that's not comment on tonight's show really because I, I thought there was some quality stuff on tonight's NXT, but I definitely found it a bit tough this week, but, yeah. More to just being a little burnt out. We
3: have uh, the city bumping for Jay's home opener was, here yeah. today. And the, the new light-up Skydome, mm. which the other week we were like, whoa, this looks pretty cool. It looks and like a spaceship. Yeah. So uh, anyone looking maybe for Forbidden Door weekend, you know, Jay's be around. That's a good uh, good travel double, double shot. Because yeah. I know we're thinking of doing SummerSlam this weekend. Uh, sorry, this summer as well. And um, like what they they have the tigers Detroit troy tigers that could be pretty the, fun as well the
2: lions yeah the lions
3: oh man i'm getting no
2: lions, lions are their nfl team tigers are there do they have tigers as well yeah yeah bears do they have bears <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh
3: yeah they got all of those things there uh but yeah i know people are in the city right now are geeking over baseball
2: yeah that's the type.
3: <laughs> yeah that's what i said I oh, think. okay i'm sorry
2: as i said i'm tired <laughs>
3: Did I say Tigers and you were like, listen, the Lions... No, I know are- the
2: Lions are their NFL team. Right, yeah. And it's playing at the yeah. NFL stadium, no?
3: SummerSlam's at Ford Field, right? Yeah, which is yeah. where the Lions you need, play. You need, to get, you need to quit while you're ahead, right? Now. You're having this... Do you need me for this conversation?
2: The Lions is where they play here, where the Tigers don't play. No, what I'm saying is... I don't know what you're saying. We're going to... Where's SummerSlam at? Ford- the Lions are the Tigers? <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think we're both right in this thing. We're just confused. <laughs> we're arguing yeah, the Lions you. play at the forward field.
3: Yeah, I didn't debate that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where do the Bears play? Uh I don't is that even the Bears is Chicago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good chat. And the Cubs. <laughs> That's Chicago. So they have bears and cubs. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Again, do you need me? <laughs>
3: Uh I was uh, I'm trying to think. I think there's nothing really else left to talk about. Again. Nah, there's uh, NXT. There's NXT, yeah. Uh there's uh Raw obviously going forward with Backlash. I actually am pretty hyped to see I know the, the the stuff with Bad Bunny definitely has me uh hyped for mm. anything like that. So uh we'll be checking out that show. Kind of circling back to um some things that we're doing this summer, because again, summertime's like around the corner, the weather's feeling great here, at least in Toronto. And like trying to get, you know, tickets for concerts and wrestling events and stuff for the summer is all that stuff. We do have some things planned. We did talk about that Wembley show, but are we, if, if we're all in it, are we going to like do, do some sort of thing over there across I, the pond?
2: I, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of people in town in, uh, for all in. So I, I think absolutely watch this space. I'm sure. Over a few different podcasts you may listen to, there might be some stuff uh, coming together, which I'm super excited for.
3: Yeah, and same goes for Forbidden Door weekend here in our hometown of The Six, and for All In later this summer. Like, hey, if you're someone thinking of planning and doing stuff like that, why not? Because uh, we may or may not be, well, we know we're going to be here. But we may or may not be somewhere else and doing a lot of coverage, slime as well. So lots of fun stuff and follow our socials for all this stuff because we don't bite. We're always open to making new friends at a lot of other yeah. events and we'll be hopefully throwing some events this summer as well. So it's going to be a, a fun one for sure. But now
2: we can talk about some NXT. Let's do it. NXT from April 11th, 2023, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. And Carmelo Hayes, our NXT champion, starts things off. He comes out and says, "Bron, everything between you and I was supposed to be about respect, but I let my guard down, and it won't happen again. Defeat is lonely. I get it. I've been there. And if you thought raising my hand was a passing of the torch, you're wrong. You didn't pass me anything. I took it. And all these people don't want you to be your number uh, don't want you to be number one. They want mellow. So we're going to be doing this for a long, long time. And WrestleMania weekend was just the first chapter. So I am going to grant you that spot in the four-way tonight. As it has been announced, there's going to be a four-way to determine the number one contendership. And Melo said he wants Bron in that. But that's when Dragon Lee comes out, who's already been announced as being part of the four-way, and says congratulations and shakes Melo's hand. I understand you want revenge, but I came here to fight the best. And that title says that you are the best. And it proves that when Mello shoots, he don't miss. So you want Breaker after I win tonight. Uh, so you want Breaker, but after I win tonight, it's going to be you and I at Spring Breakin'. Yeah, I mean, a lot to unpack there. Mm. Spring Breakin'. Spring Breakin'.
3: Breakin'. Breakin'. Rippin' chicken. chicken. Breakin'. Yeah. Freakin'. <laughs> Uh, I mean, kind of silly. He, Braun's not the champ anymore, so why is it Spring Breakin'? Because the Breakin' was Braun Breakin'.
2: That's right? true. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just, we've still got a show called SmackDown. You know, definitely and having years after From the Rock. I mean, well, SmackDown such a like was such a
3: term before the oh, Ro- it was the Rock's thing. I like a lot. Of, a lot of non wrestling fans would also know that term. I think beforehand. but mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. But Spring Breakin' definitely not one of my favorite. Like. Man it's a tv
2: special i guess yeah
3: yeah uh yeah pretty cool that they like set up the fatal four away a few days ago like using social media just simply saying hey dragon lee's in this match Mm -hmm. which is like okay cool uh mellow pretty much playing like puppet master here saying hey Braun, like you can be in the even though Braun kind of turned on him well he did mellow's still they're really going for the mellow
2: baby face now yeah is definitely what they're they're pushing yeah absolutely no sign of heal from him at all yeah um there are times uh when like trick is kind of interjecting where i kind of notice maybe Mello was giving him a bit of a look because you know now he's trying to be a bit more honorable and stuff that yeah. he doesn't want that guy chirping in the background um but yeah uh, i thought mellow sounded good here and i thought dragon lee sounded good here yeah well jd comes out too right so yeah uh um Mello then says, you're a phenomenal talent, but never interrupt the champ. And you're new here, so I'm going to give you a pass. But if you win, uh, I'm I'm not wearing this because I look good. I'm wearing this because I am the best. And that's when JD interrupts and says, when you're champ, you've got to keep your head on a swivel. One week with that title and you got laid out by Bron. And if it was me, I'd have just come out and headbutted you in the face. Ego is loud and confidence is quiet. And I don't need all of this because it doesn't impress me. Because I know when the bell rings, I am number one. Mello says game recognizes game, but you have to get over that rainbow before you get this pot of gold. And acknowledges, yes, that was a leprechaun joke to JD. Uh. And that's when Grayson Waller comes out and announces that he is also in the Fatal 4-Way. And he says, oh, you all thought I was finished? Well, you guys are dumber than you look and I'll translate for Dragon Lee and this crowd um and cause them el stupido uh and tonight I'm winning the four way and a real superstar will take that championship from you Mello and Mello ends by saying I see a whole lot of thems but only one him yeah so definitely again pushing Mello
3: as the more of a baby face still having a bit of an attitude like like cockiness but definitely toned it a lot down uh waller bouncing back off the off the johnny gargano commentary playing it off like oh it, it was unsanctioned, it's unsanctioned. doesn't so, count yeah it didn't count as a, a loss really but everyone was talking about that match so therefore he earned that spot which does make sense gd and dragon lee i mean both lost this other match but i mean okay they're two there's still two big names here right dragon
2: there. lee like this is only what his third match tonight and just automatically being like propelled into this yeah. main event mix.
3: He, he already Jamie is over. Yeah.
2: yeah. He's already feels big. The
3: crowd are already behind him as well. Like you could hotshot him. Like it, it, it clearly worked to do it this mm. way. He feels like the hot new toy where NXT hasn't really done that. So yeah. he's like the one that feels special. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for this match. And at this point in time, we assumed Braun was going to take that spot because yes. Melo said that, but that might change.
2: Mm. We see Kiana, James, and Fallon Henley backstage. And uh, Fallon says, we're up next, so are you good? And Kiana's like, no, seeing that you tried to ruin my relationship. But uh, Brooks and I are good. And you know what, tonight, I don't want goody two-shoes, Fallon. I want to see yeehaw, bitch, Fallon. And then they start to argue. And Briggs walks in and tells them to focus on the match and not each other. And brooks isn't going to be there at the match tonight because he doesn't want to be around briggs or fallon oh they kept on meddling so,
3: so yeah he he made us he made a, a stand like i'm not coming out there for your match later
2: mm. which could cost them yeah uh we see sol ruka on tiktok where she's i i couldn't tell who this was i think it's another PC talent yeah, yeah who's with Ruka, but they're trying kind of acrobatics and stuff in the car park. Handstands. Yeah, on each other's shoulders. When Tiffany Stratton interrupts and uh, says that you're doing all this in my parking lot. And so Ruka's like, it's a public parking lot. And she's like, no, no one cares about you or that you are best friends. Uh, go away. Leave my parking lot. Toodles.
3: Tiff just... Claiming the parking lot. Yeah. Does Tiff know what this NXT is? She basically saying that she's the one who's attacked anyone. If she's Ma- saying I my mean, maybe parking it's, lot,
2: it's a way of keeping safe, like as the owner of the parking lot.
3: <laughs> I don't. If she's the owner of the parking lot, she's been doing a terrible job. But I don't. I think she's just like, yo, this is my like, get out of here. I this don't my want space. You. But yeah. yeah, same.
2: My parking lot. So yeah, another kind of TikTok thing in NXT setting up uh, a match for tonight.
3: Which again, everyone in NXT is developmental. They're a lot younger. Mm. They use TikTok, I'm sure, and if not, it's a good way to get like you know.
2: It's a good way of you know like the the Tony Khan thing on of why is there a camera there? I mean, yeah. we walk, we live right by the CN Tower, and we see everyone there, every TikTok-ing day, talking every day. Every the day. amount of weird stuff you'd probably catch on a TikTok there in yeah. the city. So like, I, I kind of like that as a device.
3: Living in a big city, uh, personally, you can't walk anywhere without someone filming something. The yeah. other day, I, like, today, I'm at a movie, right? The movie was just starting and some guy came in late with his friends and he starts like doing like a vlog. Like I'm at going into Mario and I'm, I'm about to yell like, bro, shut the fuck up. You're at a movie. You don't need a vlog that you're at a movie. Like where, what does this world come to? And you see wrestlers always posting lately, like, do we really need tripods at the gym? Yeah. And it's like, what's, what's going on? Do we really need to, we, everyone get, you know, everyone can get their, their, their friends or themselves getting caught with their finger up their nose on mm. TikTok or social media, but we still can't get solid evidence of Bigfoot. So, yeah, <laughs> really. But yeah, uh, th- it makes sense in this show, like DeGrassi NXT, with them using TikToks and creating stories. They've been well, doing it, it for a, yeah, it works. I think it's good. They've been doing it for a while. I like it.
2: And it's uh, thank you, Fire Frank, who says it was Danny Palmer.
3: Danny uh, Palmer. Air yes, Air yes. Air they promoted. Airbus. Yeah, they promoted her last week, yep. so kind of saying
2: coming soon. Um. And then we go to our NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire defending a against the former champions Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Uh, Fallon comes out the gate right away with a Lethal Press to Isla, as Kiana takes Alba out on the outside. Uh, Fallon and Kiana like working together quite well to start with, with some quick tags. Um, and this is when we see in picture and picture Brooks Jensen. Arrives to the arena. Uh, <laughs> this is like Stone Cold yeah. showing up
3: in the attitude there.
2: He looked great yeah. with his flow, his mullet. The
3: flow, baby. Um,
2: there's a double spear in the corner from Kiana. Fallon then tags in and hits this like nice running, almost like an axe kick to Isla, and then delivers her slide, like baseball slide punch, like Brooks and Jensen do, uh, as Kiana hits a standing moonsault to the floor, uh, which looked nice. Uh, during commercial break, the witches get in control. Uh, <laughs> Kiana counters the gory bomb into a pinning combination for a two, and then Dawn and Fallon are tagged in. Fallon hits this uh, nice-looking springboard into a wheelbarrow bulldog, um, and then a leaping blockbuster that she doesn't quite hit. Yeah, she usually hits a really nice one. But, but yeah. the the wheelbarrow bull- bulldog looked really nice. Henley and Dawn are then going at each other with roundhouse kicks. Dawn goes for the gory bomb and it gets countered into a destroyer.
3: Yeah, which looks awesome. So we're just allowed to do destroyers in WWE now.
2: Yeah, it's they've been everywhere for a while now. It's been in WWE for a while now. Yeah. We just you can't still hit just a regular power driver if you flip first. It it's safer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is when Jensen runs out and hands Kiana's handbag to Fallon. Yes, telling her to use it because the ref's distracted. And she throws it right back at him. She's yelling, what are you doing? Get out of here. And then the ref turns around, sees him in the ring, holding the handbag. (laughs) So sends him out. You are out of here. And as he's leaving, uh, Josh Briggs is like, yo, man, like, what the fuck? And Jensen shoves him, shoves his best friend. Oh, no. And this allows Isla Dawn to hit a roundhouse kick to Fallon Henley, followed by the backstabber into the swanton from Alba Fire for the win.
3: Yeah, damn. I mean, really heartbreaking to see our boys, Brooks and Briggs, getting in, getting a little bit of a tussle there. I mean, Brooks getting hot and shoving his own friend. I mean, what does this world come to as we're talking about here? This is He's like,
2: he's entering like his
3: teen years now, isn't he? Yeah. He's so, Mom, stay on my business. It's, it's a little complicated. It's like if Fallon and Briggs stayed out of his business to begin with, maybe we, they would have still been champions. Yeah. If Brooks just listened to, to Kiana, maybe they still would have been champions. Sometimes, you know, playing dirty as Booker T on commentary is like, yo, yeah. if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Like, come on. Like he wants, he wants to help her to win. And now he's realized that's how they can win. But,
2: I it's hate these witches as well. Like yeah,
3: you'd figure the wit- at least we're not getting. I'm knock on wood here because at least we're not getting like witchy finishes. You know, like mm. some like Bray Wyatt, Magic. Ultimate yeah. Warrior, like Papa Shango stuff. It's coming, but
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm still I'm still intrigued by this story. Um, taking another step now with Brooks getting kind of physical with Briggs. I don't see it being a split up, or at least not yet. I think it's more like a we've, brothers' fight kind of thing. Yeah, well, look,
3: we've talked, we've do, we do, we've done a, up next for five years now. Every every week talking about NXT, and since Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs showed up as this team on TV, we've been so like joking about them since the the barbecue mm. flip segment promo things to their matches and they've just totally improved. We've watched breaks for a a long time, but to have B2's kid here, it's been fun to watch them. And the storyline is definitely something that's like intrigued us way more than it should have, but we've been hooked. And, you know, now that they're teasing, like, could you imagine brooks jensen leaves and is becomes all business yeah like jb elvers <laughs> <laughs> it works with kiana and g yeah it's- he's in the he's moving on up and they're like wait what do you do here uh, i'm in a very important business he'd
2: be more of those like you know like a. where's he from i'm thinking like a like a dallas yeah businessman oil you know they're like <laughs> <laughs> that thing i'm doing this yeah yeah what string are those strange
0: thing things
3: the balls, the yeah on it. i
2: feel like i would rock that really yeah. well yeah um i i didn't think the match was too bad either i think these four are four of the stronger women in the division and i thought they had uh quite a nice match here um yeah uh, you know what i i like uh alba
3: fire and isle of dawn so i'm actually as much as they're witches, hey i like witches too i like spooky stuff sometimes in wrestling it can go well together so far they haven't done over-the-top witchy stuff that I can't get mad at. And their wrestling is pretty cool, considering that finish is pretty sweet. I still think that other move is even cooler, though. That gory bomb flatliner. That should be the real finishing move, because it's so sweet. But, yeah, Scotland is uh, running rampant with the NXT gold. Yeah. Tag gold.
2: And speaking of which, we get another Scott right here. Uh, Noam Dar uh, kind of just advertising the Heritage Cup, kind of going through... Uh, the rules and how... Wait, Noam Dar is Scottish? Yeah.
3: Okay, that's why I couldn't understand yeah, him talking. He's Scottish <laughs> and Israeli.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, right, right, that's right. Um, And yeah, kind of going over the rules of the Heritage Cup and how you need stamina because it's it's rounds competition and he's obviously held this cup for a while. So um, kind of confirming what they hinted at last week, that they're bringing this Heritage Cup to NXT. And we'll be defended under these rules.
3: Yeah, I think it's a pretty good idea to have little side, side missions in NXT mm. like this. As much as I'm not about rounds, it can work. Uh, if you do look back on, uh, NXT UK, he had a solid run and some great matches. We covered it on our best match ever, NXT UK, when we poured one out, when the show went debunked and when the Queen passed. So, uh, we talked about Noam Dar because one of those matches was, was like one of the best matches yes. from NXT UK. So, I will give it a shot. I, I have been a fan of this guy, and I'll tell you if Shawn Michaels, Triple H, or Vince are are too scared or can't afford to pay for Oasis, they're gonna miss out because then t- Tony Khan might for for All In. But like this is true, the yeah. Champagne
2: Supernova here. Well, he used to come out to uh, Morning Glory. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a it worked for him yeah. when he when he used it on the Indies. Um, yeah, I I kind of like that NXT do this sort of seasonal stuff like you get up to it's like dusty classic season you get up to breakout tournament season and like introducing uh the heritage cup as well like um don't see it being like an all-year-round thing but i think little tournaments here and there tend to work for me i'm for it easy booking as well yeah um as much as i hate rounds (laughs) we go to duke hudson's uh mvp award ceremony mvp MVP. And uh, Andre Chase is saying that at Stand and Deliver, our chips went were down, but Duke Hudson went above and beyond and earned the distinction of MVP. And we've not always seen eye to eye, but the one thing we agree on is that we will be together side by side and for the better of Chase University and show those no good motherfuckers <laughs> as Duke stops him and says, hey, it's live TV. Come on. And they award him the MVP award, and Duke is very happy. We cut to the crowd and see a big Duke energy sign. <laughs> BDE! Like BD. uh, Duke says, I don't like award ceremonies. I don't want all the attention put on me, because it's not chase me, it's chase you. And <laughs> that line popped yeah. me so hard. And he says, at the biggest event NXT has to offer, I took everything this university represents, and I put it on my back, and took us to the promised land. And it was a group effort. I merely was the one who marched right to the face of evil to conquer. And Andre, thank you. Thea, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little hesitant to think yeah. Thea there. Uh, and I am Chase Hughes MVP. And he starts to get everyone to stand up and starts the give me a C, give me an H, C. give me an A when. He's interrupted by Bron Breaker, which oh. was a bit surprising here. Yeah. And Andre Chase is like, yo, Bron, come on, man. You're interrupting something really important. <laughs> <laughs> and Bron says, there's a number one contender match later. And people ask me, why are you not in the match? And it's because that championship is just a curse on my career. And I don't need the approval of these scumbags anymore. You're going to see a sign of me, a side of me you've never seen before. And if anyone should take my place tonight, Duke Hudson, it's all yours, man. And Bron offers his hand, and Duke looks hesitant and shakes his hand. And so Duke Hudson's now in the match later. And as Bron goes to leave, he then turns and charges and delivers a huge spear, a massive spear to Andre Chase. As Duke kind of just leaves him, leaves him with the trophy yeah a- Braun rips the flag in half. Ah,
3: uh, not a supporter of no. chase you uh, kind of weird that braun interrupts this and then just says hey i don't want this anymore which is like okay
2: yeah like what what did you understand from like the curse i kind of felt yeah. it as maybe a line like i've been tied to this title for the last year when i should be doing bigger things on the main roster is kind of what i took from it Okay. Like, fair therefore, enough. I don't want to go for this anymore.
3: Yeah. See me in the draft in a yeah. few weeks. Uh, don't care about this title anymore.
2: Kinda. That's what I kind of took right. it as.
3: Yeah. Maybe that's a, a, a way around it. Uh, he, att- like, it, at least it kind of worked with the storyline of Duke. He kind of said, Hey, look, it's, uh, why chase me when I can chase you? But it's like, really, Duke? Cause you're kind of saying, like, Hey, I'm the best
2: here. Oh, everything here. Yeah. It was like false sincerity. Like, yeah. um, yeah, it's like it was a team effort, but like I'm I the one it. who did it. I put yeah. everything on my back, but as a team, yeah, uh, I I thought it was quite. For I totally see this now becoming a Duke U down the line. Duke U that is a, already a university, is it? They do really well in basketball. Oh, nice. Duke. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, again, this story it's, it's ridiculous, but it's.
3: Yeah, this one's okay. more ridiculous because it's about a fictional universe, or is it fictional university? Mm. But now Braun just coming out here being like, "I don't give a shit about the NXT title, Duke. You want this match?
2: Yeah, take my spot." But also, Duke taking it like leaving Andre Chase here. Yeah. His justification is, I "Well, I can I can bring gold to this to the university, to the and uni- that's good for everyone." So <laughs> I'm not going to risk myself helping. And that's what you would like, want Andre, isn't it? Because you want gold.
3: It's crunch time for Duke yeah. U. It's exam season. Mm. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, and that Spear looked awesome, yeah. actually, this week. Uh, he's got a good one.
3: Uh, we'll be seeing it on, on SmackDown, <laughs> I imagine, very soon. I, I think Braun is
2: definitely uh, an easy pick
3: for one of the drafts coming up. I think so. Or whatever. I think call. it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, we then have a bit of a vignette from Gigi Dolin, where she's sat outside... Uh, Her old shitty house, basically. Yeah,
3: this is very, what, Jenny from Forrest Gump or Eminem from his house. Whenever someone's like, hey, look, see this shit house? Yeah, Yeah. I lived in this when I was a kid and
2: I escaped. She says, this is where I grew up and that window is where I used to look up and out. And it would be me and my brother wishing for bigger and better things. And uh, my mom said that I basically never deserved to be happy and would never achieve these things. So one day I left and I never came back and JC Jane knew all of that about me and she broke my heart and my face, but will never take my will. And like the rose on my arm, I came from something ugly and bloomed into something beautiful.
3: She also quotes, uh, I was talking about Oasis earlier, but uh, she was quoting some Smiths here with, I am human and I deserve to be loved just like everybody else does. Nice. Yeah. How soon is now? So Gigi is saying, "Hey, I fought a lot to get here." I think it's giving her a bit of a bit more story. Uh, at least it's something because I mean she lost. I imagine we do go to another gigi mm. one-on-one encounter. Spring break and maybe.
2: I like it. It's a bit kind of um, what's the word? Like uh, kind of re- retrospective, kind of telling her story. Yeah. But it does make sense. Like she came from this. And the whole toxic attraction thing is, you know, trying to fit in. But now we're getting, like, she's she's gone through that. And now she's who she really is. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought she sounded pretty good here. And it is uh, it is a good story. And, you know, like, it's – didn't she have, like, a – didn't she have, like, a little YouTube documentary or something about her back yeah. when she was Priscilla Kelly and kind yeah. of covered all this?
3: Yeah, there was something where she kind of explained her story a little bit, so, yeah. I know they
2: covered it a bit in the Mae Young classic, I feel, but – I yeah. think it's good they're bringing it back. I like this. Yeah, for sure. We see uh, NXT Anonymous, who's <laughs> posted this video on Twitter, from over the weekend when Pretty Deadly were leaving, I assume the, the PC, uh, Stax and D'Angelo <laughs> just beat the shit out of them <laughs> and throw Elton Prince in the trunk of their car and drive off. More kidnappings? We never see what happens after the kidnapping, do we? We yeah. always see them in the, in like the boot of their car. And then next week they're free and they're like either spooked or mad about it or whatever. Yeah, the
3: only time we actually saw a kidnapping like afterwards was when Rick Steiner was in the cage. Yeah. And if you ask me, it was released way too uh, yeah. early. Um, but I feel like we haven't had a kidnapping in a while, so it makes sense. I know Legato, uh, LWO are doing bigger and better things now on SmackDown, but I, I think they've kind of lost. You know what brought them to the dance, and that's kidnapping. Yeah. So I'm
2: happy that I still get that on my Tuesday night. I kind of want to see, like, <laughs> in between this, like, whenever NXT Anonymous tweeted this out, say this a few days ago, then michael was like calling Tony yeah, and Stacks police, and be like Tony Stacks, you, you can't just kidnap people. Yeah, what do they do? Yeah, with where, where's Elton right now? Oh, he's still in the boot. Mike, let let him go. Like. Do they like kid, throw he's... them out
3: of the car when they're driving? Exactly, yeah. What do they do? Do they drive them somewhere and like leave them? And just go over like loads
2: of speed bumps basically. Yeah. Just fuck with them and then leave them. Yeah.
3: Do you ever, did you ever get to have that happen to you? I know my friend did that not to me, but to his friend. He basically, we all were hanging out one night. He was DD and then just decided to like like hey let's get out here and like look at this and then we all did and then he's like yo get back in the car and then i did and then he just drove off and left his (laughs) friends, and then we went back like we turned around eventually but i was like wow
2: that's that was really mean um when (laughs) i went to austin we went to this uh i think it's called hippie hollow it's like a it sounds great clothing optional beach oh and sounds really uh, good we were chatting to this uh this naked old woman called (laughs) billy who <laughs> used to be married to a german priest and she's okay. just smoking away and she's right. like so where are you going back to and like downtown and we're quite far out and she's like oh how are you getting back there it's like oh just gonna an uber And she's like no nah, hop in my truck um do you mind if we go to a bar first like sure oh so and there wasn't that much room so i was in the the trunk the boot with the someone trunk. else the boot wow and we went to this bar and things got a bit weird after a while. So we just got a we got our renewal. Right? right. Let's, let's just, let's not say our goodbyes. Let's just go. It, got, <laughs> it felt like, like if this was a movie, the dark clouds are starting to come yeah. over and the music changes and you're like, okay, let's get out of here.
3: Yeah. But I've never been kidnapped.
2: No, no.
3: Uh, another- Dude, I'm
0: glad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I do know that a buddy of mine, when he was getting married, that a bunch of friends orchestrated, like we all told him, He, he knew he was meeting someone for like a coffee date or whatever. And then when he showed up while he got out of his car, all, everyone else showed up and like put a bag over his head and kidnapped him. And then like when he, when we took the blindfold off, he was, we were at like a party. Nice. He was like, Oh, okay. So like I did ask him like, Hey, you know, at first. Did you understand what was happening? He's like the first like minute was like yo what's going on and then I realized oh it's my friend's kidnapping me it's fine but
2: There's those things though, you can pay can't you to get kidnapped I mean all, like, the internet's it's wild it's like surprising but... you and stuff and yeah, I don't want that fun. at all like I wouldn't want to be the person doing it kid- cuz if I got kidnapped I'm like I'm going to fight you know yeah I don't want to accidentally like you know kill you and Sino just because you're trying to throw me a stag ah, of I'm trying or to something kidnap like. you I, I don't think no one's kidnapped me. I'm big.
3: No one's no one no one wants that job of carrying me. So yeah, uh, hope I don't like kidnappings, but I do like them on Tuesday nights on wrestling. Yeah, and when Tony D'Angelo. So we never really got. Yeah, you go circling back here. We never understood what happened because Pretty Deadly are on the show later. Like, uh eh, it's
2: fine. Yeah, Kit Wilson's free, and Nelson Prince is just driving around Florida in the in the back of his car. Yeah, like you get kidnapped
3: yeah. and thrown it was into a like vicious a vicious attack, though. Like crowbar Stacks, Henry,
2: with a crowbar in it they were like gonna murder these guys
3: for for Stax and tony like they're always they're always, like in the segment later they're always like they got the styrofoam hot coffee like they're mm. drinking coffee like you should they should use that as like a weapon sometime in a kidnapping coffee? <laughs>
2: yeah
3: i like his sergio Tacchini tracksuit oh i mean? don't even know what that is but nice. it sounds nice yeah uh
2: we go to our next match it's javier bernal big body javi taking on Eddie Thorpe in what this is, his second NXT match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The DJ slash wrestler. Yeah. Um, They actually gave quite a lot to Bernal in this match. I was quite surprised. It started off with some nice chain wrestling between the two. Uh, They start running the ropes and Thorpe catches him with a crossbody. This is where we see Damon Kemp shows up on the ramp, just watching on. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, Bernal sends Thorpe to the outside and then delivers a slow de- sliding clothesline for a two-count. Uh, Bernal keeps on going for a Boston Crab, but Thorpe keeps on rolling through and comes back with a nice enziguri, followed by a jumping elbow drop, and then Bernal catches him with an inside cradle. Um, Thorpe then hits a snap dragon, and then the, uh, what is it, the twist and shout? Yeah, sh- sh- shape, uh, yeah twist and shout, yeah, uh,
3: the spinning neck breaker. Uh, for the win. You know what, uh, Eddie Thorpe definitely, like, I've watched him in New Japan when he was Carl Fredericks. I didn't think too much of him. He was very mm. bland. So when he comes into here, they're, they're pushing, like, his, his background with the, like, what was the videos before with the, the Northern Lights and mm. the, the DJ kind of background, which apparently, like, he is legit a shoot DJ. So that kind of fits in, I guess. He instantly looks cooler and definitely stands out a lot more. But now I'm like, okay, what, what wrestling can you do that Definitely stands out. Because you said, hey, Javi looked kind of good here. I'd say they both looked on the same level. Yeah. And it didn't necessarily make me think Thorpe was the star here.
2: No, I, I, I think this was, if anything, this showed the most from Javi we've yeah. seen. I thought uh, I thought he really like held his own here and looked pretty good. Um, I kind of put solid but dull for this. I thought it yeah. was... And that's kind of the impression I've got so far from Eddie Thorpe. I think he, he is pretty solid and and uh, like maybe a bit more advanced, but there's something just that's a little dull. Yeah. And I think this this crowd kind of took it that way because maybe they're not so familiar with Eddie Thorpe and Bernal is positioned as a, a comedy jobber most of the time. So again, I, I thought there was not much fan reaction here. There was some nice wrestling, but didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, I agree. Gallus, um, the Tank, Sorry, not Tank Abbott. Tank fucking Ledger. Tank Ledger? Tank Ledger. Yeah, not to
3: be con- Don't confuse Tank with his friend Hank. Hank. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Tank and Hank connection. Tank, Hank, Frank. Yeah. Too many Hanks. So, uh, Tank Abbott. Sorry, Tank <laughs> Ledger. Who's Tank Abbott? He was a wrestler. He's a fighter, right? Tank Abbott? I don't know. Should I pull
3: out the WCW
2: encyclopedia and yeah. find him? Yeah,
3: I'm sure he's in there
2: so tank ledger is having his photo shoot when gallus walk in and stop him and he's saying oh i'm just taking my photos because i got my debut in a few weeks and joe coffee says well i just made my return last week and i want to fight so challenges him to push his debut up to tonight and uh uh robbie brookside and no it was uh norman smiley i think and is it only Lorcan? Is he back there as a producer? He's a
3: producer now.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought it looked like him. Yeah. They kind of pulled them away when Schism come in uh, with uh, Rip and Jagger. Yeah. Shoes off for Schism. So they haven't been granted their release or not, at least not yet.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was some people re- reporting. I, I read that uh, a few weeks ago that they were, and then a few days later people were like, no, they're they're still there, so I'm not t- too quite sure. Some people are saying maybe they did get them granted and maybe they're just f- filling out some time on the time. contract, but either way, they're still here. We've been very vocal about these guys for years now that uh, when they made this change in the last year or so, that was kind of a waste for the character mm-hmm. that they organically built, and I think... They could be a bit of a bigger deal as that characters, but instead they're stuck here uh, with these names.
2: So we've seen, um, sorry, they, they say uh, basically Gallus picking on others to make them feel better yeah. and challenge them to a match. Um, and yeah, they say, we're not asking, we're, not, we're telling. So they're saying that they want an, a title shot. Um so GYV asked for their release and instead next week they're winning the titles. Maybe maybe. Uh I did notice that like they have over the last few months been dropping the the accent they were putting on. Yeah. And uh I didn't notice the contact lenses for uh Rip this week. Oh. Whereas like James Drake, uh Jagger Reed had dropped them a while ago, whereas yeah. he's still been wearing it. And now they're in the kind of t-shirt and the jeans. I think maybe it's slowly, slowly transitioning a bit and be like, okay, where can we have these guys where you're happy? Yeah. They were very like going very gothy
3: rave something. Now they're just going back to hot topic guys. And that's cool. Yeah,
2: I guess, but I'd like them back with the scarves. They could be on the way out. And maybe it's like, Hey, do you mind like wrapping up this story? Perhaps. Or pit winning the titles and sticking around.
3: Strap him. Yeah.
2: Let's go. Shoes off. We see scripts <laughs> in a red room. You know what just writing.
3: makes my day when this fucker's on TV? When I see scripts is still a thing that they have not given up yet, brings joy to me. It makes me laugh. It just makes me so giddy. Uh, and here he is with the... The, fil- the filter on his fo- voice again.
2: Yeah, and it's like he's almost in like a, a photo Red Room. Right. Except he's writing. Red Room, scripts. And uh, he says, he's talking about Axiom. And he says, uh, he knows his biggest fear. And he's looked into the present and the past. And looking in the mirror, he sees the man behind the mask. But you can't expose me because I am exposing you. Sincerely, scripts. Sincerely scripts so like it, it's kind of felt like this whole time axiom don't give a fuck about scripts. no like, axiom has been now nah, i'm going for the normal no and Asian then he, title. he
3: he really clowned him when scripts went to fly at him and yeah he caught him in midair and just
2: now nah, get out of here <laughs> so this this is like um, yeah you know what this reminds me of you know in like your your batman comics you've got like your your a stories like your right. big joker arc going on and then... You got Calendar Man. And then, yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> Calendar Man Egg, and AKS Egghead. Just for, like, a one-off issue where, like, they're prodding yeah. at Batman the whole time and he's like, fuck. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll fight you. Sure, Scripps. That's what it feels like here.
3: Yeah, Scripps with the, the... The way it's shot is almost like a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. Just a really poor Batman villain. And he's still writing. He's using the, the pen. And we're going to get to this match. I honestly the most exciting thing that could happen is if he, if he does expose axiom, like you're a, you're a kid this whole time.
2: You've been a kid, but you think that's what he's going to do. He's he's going to J Jonah Jameson.
3: He's, he's kind of, he's saying that. So, I mean, but, but he's saying, I'm going to do that to you. But
2: what if axiom just goes, yo, yeah, well, you're fucking Reggie. Honestly, at this point, I, I kind of feel like you should keep the mask on axiom. Yeah. It should be like it. Mask
3: versus mask match. And, Scripps gets his mask taken off and people laugh at him because he's Reggie and we probably
2: never see him again. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Sincerely, the BDE. Yeah. We go to our next match. Tiffany Stratton taking on Sol Ruka. Um, They had a really nice kind of acrobatic kind of match here. Yeah. I mean,
3: these are two for for those maybe who don't watch week to week. Sol Ruka and Tiffany Stratton for for me, just from watching the past little while. Tiffany's definitely a bit further on, I'd say character wise for sure. Tiffany, future WWE Women's World Champion. Sol Ruka, quite possibly the same path. I see big things for both these two. And seeing them here face off is something that I think in years' time you will see them face, probably on a bigger stage. Or we'll be looking back at this like, hey, remember when they briefly tangled up here? Because I just see big, 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 big money for Sol and for Tiff.
2: Yeah. um, I I kind of hadn't realize that these two are quite similar yeah um until they went up against each other and i thought it made a really fun match this was osprey ricochet for nxt honestly i was thinking the same like i mean that's like given a lot of praise but it it had that kind of feel where i i think people are gonna um watch this match and there are going to be people that criticize it for not being wrestling and it's just doing some choreography and acrobatics for the sake of it but Hey, I quite like that stuff. Yeah. And for me, it worked. Um, so, yeah, there was starts off with some nice running of the ropes. They're both kind of backflipping and handspringing out of leg sweeps that the other person is going for. Uh, Tiff does a this. Sorry. Sol Ruka does a salt off the corner, kind of like the Daniel Bryan, Pete Dunne-esque over the head. Yeah. And then Tiff does a double jump moonsault backwards roll over Sol's head. They're just both backflipping at the same time and everything, the standoffs. Um, Tiff then offers her hand as there's a bit of a stalemate. And Ruka's like, okay, go shake her hand. And Stratton kicks her in the stomach ah. and hits a standing moonsault for a two. Uh, Strassen then starts to target the left elbow and shoulder of Ruka. Yeah, great like arm twists mm. and shoulder breaker type things. Uh, Sol comes back with some shoulder tackles and a double underhook suplex followed by a big power slam for a two count. And then Stratton hits her with the you can't escape, like the uh, rolling senton into the prettiest moonsault ever to pick up the win. Uh, but yeah, I thought like you had Mello kind of saying at the beginning of this is chapter one of I, I agree with you. I can see these two following each other like right up to the main roster if they stick around, because I think both have so much potential and have shown so much talent and improvement in such short space of time in NXT.
3: Yeah. Like again, Tiffany's been here for a bit longer. She had the daddy's girl character, which she's pretty much evolved on for like, yo, know, I'm not daddy's girl anymore. Like I'm, I'm becoming my own woman and she's definitely stepped up and I see her Potentially being someone, if you don't put the title on her here, like, put her on the main roster. She just has the look, has the wrestling. Uh, I know she has the prettiest moonsault ever, which, again, great name, but the you-can-escape type maneuver needs a name, too, to go with it. Mm. So I don't know what that, like, the clueless. I know we were saying, what, the swipe? for. Some, what was her old finish? She had the money clip, obviously, being an Okada yeah. fan. She definitely knows her, her New Japan f- finishing moves. So, uh, I don't know. I see big things. And social media... Uh, has been telling me that Tiffany may or may not be in a relationship with Marcel Bartel, and I mean, what a great ring camp to mm. be in there because you're going to learn everything yeah. from the trick of the trades from those guys. So uh, I again see big things for Tiffany and Sol, You know how much I love the surfer gimmick here. She's more newer here, but every time like gets better and better. This was this was my favorite part of the show tonight just because. I do see big things for these two and they had some, some fun little back and forth. It's really
2: exciting to see where these two can go and kind of compare this to the, uh, Eddie Thorpe, Javier Bernal match, which was probably technically better than this. Yeah. But this both from character and kind of stuff that they can do, which feels modern, like current and exciting to watch. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah.
3: No, uh, Love, love these two. I would put the title on Tiffany next. I think she should be the next champion. But, uh, regardless, Sol Ruka will be a champion here down the line. I loved Booker T on commentary saying, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, these two stepped it up. Uh, Tiffany entered that ladder match. She didn't win, but, you know, she stepped in there. And these two at any moment could be, you know, stepped, could step into a bigger spot. And Booker T mentions that sometimes you got to step in because years ago, Rick Martel one time forgot his boots. I stepped in and I became champ. So sometimes you got, and then he just started going off about best TV champ ever five times. Just going off and Booker T, yeah. Uh So Booker T also loved Sol Ruka and Tiffany. But this this definitely reminded me of like, hey, this is, you know, for people who watch, uh sports mlb you have your feeder systems or hockey you have mm-hmm. your like lower tier things or your developmental is literally this but some people who are really into that you see some like prospects uh, of that and when i watch certain people these two definitely come to mind so yep. love this really did even though it was
0: just quick but loved it no yeah it was one of my favorite parts of the night for sure um this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd wallet smart money podcast Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Um,
2: We see Duke Hudson with Chase U backstage and Duke says that Chase sacrificed himself so that Duke could go on to this championship match and he'll be the first to bring gold to Chase University. Um, And you see uh, Chase kind of nursing his wounds and still looking at him kind of, Hmm. I don't know about you. Yeah, We see Diamond Mine, uh, Ivy Nile with the Creed brothers and Ivy says it's been divide and conquer and I took care of Tatum and now it's back to just us three. And the Creed's issue Gallus a championship match for next week and uh, say that they're not finished with Gallus yet. They, they're they kind of pissed at Joe Coffey and kind of costing them. So uh, they won a title shot next week. Uh, this is when Tiffany walks in and asks for an interview and says it was another victory for the centre of the universe. And how am I not number one contender? That fascinates me. I've beaten Indy twice in the last month, and she's therefore the most beatable champion ever. <laughs> and Mackenzie asks, Oh, is that another Tiffany Epiphany? And Tiff looks at her and goes, Ew, gross. <laughs> Toodles. So yeah, like we're setting up to Indian Tiff down the line, which yeah, Tiffany has been indie <laughs> a few Pikes, times, yeah. so yeah. um This is quite funny when uh, they're advertising uh, WWE 2K23. Th- uh, Vic's plugging it, and Booker's like, "Yeah, I'm in this game. I'm in this game. Are you in the game, Vic? Are you in the game?" And Vic's like, "No, I, I'm I'm not in the game, book, but." You know who is Cora Jade? <laughs> and out comes Cora. I'm like, book. Why are you taking these unnecessary? That's so weird. Yeah, it's pretty funny though.
3: Yeah, I mean, is Vic? Is there NXT? Maybe he's uh, in the game. They somehow. usually just have
2: one commentary team, don't they? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah. but
3: Before yeah, Vic. I didn't. I didn't
2: quite understand. If it was no mercy, you could have down. Uh, you could have won him, probably. Yeah, because he had all the commentators on. That. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Booker T's overall rating is 88, so he's pretty yeah, good. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, it was funny, someone uh, at work the other day was like, uh, it's actually the guy who runs karaoke, Yeah, he was like oh I'm slowly catching up, He asked how the Wrestlemania party was, I was like oh, I, I just saw the the Royal Rumble I'm, I'm up to the Royal Rumble I was like oh okay, what do you think? He was like I really enjoyed the women's and then went, why was Booker T not in it long <laughs> enough? <laughs> I was like well he's not really a full time wrestler yeah. man Booker was, you should have been in there way longer I was like alright Big Booker T.
3: Someone was just telling me too that there's a hidden King Booker in the new game too. So maybe Booker T. knows about that. And was kind of mm. because someone was saying, "Yo, there's a hidden King Booker model that you can unlock somehow, some way." Okay. That's like two. So that means there's two Booker Ts in right. this game,
2: yeah. which has the high rating. Uh,
3: I mean, probably Booker, but King Booker became it's, champ. I so. think
2: the saddest one is I don't know if it's in this game. I think it might be in two K twenty two where like sean michaels sort of 2006 something like yeah. that is like let's say a 90 and then you've got crown jewel um what's the guy from home alone yeah called the neighbor in home alone Shawn michaels with the oh yeah old man old man sean is like a 70 and they like, knew oh man they, they ribbed so him for sad. sure they ribbed him for sure they were like get out of here yeah yeah <laughs> so Cora Jade comes to the ring and she says do I have everyone's attention now yeah, they, that, those words seem similar I've heard that before similar, yeah is that Wednesdays yeah <laughs> and says it's time to start humbling people um the most I am the most athletic woman in NXT sorry it says Zoe is the most athletic woman in NXT and there are things that you can do that I can't but one thing you'll never be able to do and that's uh Because you'll always be the challenger and you're never the champion. And Roxanne, my old bestie, I put you on the map the moment I put that tag championship on your back. And I knew what you went through, but how long are you going to have to use it as your crutch? And you're just proof that some of us are better at handling the pressure than others. And Gigi, I thought you'd crumble when you left Toxic Attraction, uh, but you didn't. But you did lose uh, the ladder match and that title that you almost had your hands on says Cora Jade. So go on and leave and don't let the door hit your Instagram famous ass on your way out. And then Tiffany, you look the part and you play the part better. But here's an epiphany. I run this place and not you. And then Lyra, I don't know much about you. And I don't like birds, (laughs) which I thought was quite funny. Don't blame her. I don't like them either. Uh, And in that ladder match, you showed no fear. But if there's anyone you should fear, it's me. And so, Indy. It took you long enough to win that title. But this is my NXT, and I am the hero of this story. When she's interrupted by Lyra Valkyria. But maybe, what did you think of Cora's promo?
3: Yeah, uh, I didn't mind it. I think this is she she's been kind of MIA for quite a while. Uh I think she's pretty good. It's it's funny with the little CM Punk thing. She's done a lot of CM Punk mm. stuff throughout her NXT career so far. Um with that whole history of her being a huge fan of her of, of punk. Uh it was it was fine. It was definitely better than kind of the last few times, and she's basically calling everyone out, which is like a heel thing to do, yeah. even if they're heels. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Has the ship kind of sailed? Like after she, you weren't there, you haven't been in any women's title matches and now you're just like, yo, I'm, I should be the champ. It's like, yeah, but you haven't been here for what feels like more than better part a of this of year. Months, yeah. So like other, like a Tiffany is someone who's totally eclipsed you here where you, she's become the bigger mm. like star and like, call me crazy. Uh, you know, but. I still can't get over paper skateboards. So like, you need to do. You've so- got to get over. You need skateboard. to do something a bit more. Like like, anyone can come out and like run down your opponents, but you still kind of haven't. An- you also you're also like, yo Roxanne. She's mentioning the anxiety mm-hmm. that Rox- Roxanne is like, oh like you have anxiety like I do too, and I I get that. Like she's almost like, hey I understand. when It's like.
2: Well, she's going like, you can't handle you the can't, pressure, yeah. whereas I know how to handle it. She does like the backhanded compliments to everyone, right? But What I, I felt, like, I think her delivery is good. And I kind of like these kind of promos where you're just running down everyone. But just the content was a little weak. And it's, it, it is definitely easier when you've got, like, you haven't got that sort of PG-13 filter on it. When, like, you know, an MJF does this and brutally cuts down everyone right. and has some absolute zingers. Whereas... Here it's like, yeah, you're athletic, but you should fear me. And it's, it's kind of all kind of empty criticisms of everyone. So I think you need to be a bit smarter with, if you're doing this kind of segment where you're running down everyone, be a bit better than I don't like birds.
3: That was my favorite part. Which was the best line in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, it's like when you're hearing, as you said, doing the CM Punk thing, the CM Punk would eviscerate. Yeah. You know, um, So this is when Lyra Valkyria comes out, the bird lady, and says, you can cut through the division with your tongue, but what's the reason? Is it because in your absence, the entire locker room took a step forward and watching standard deliver didn't cause you a bit of jealousy? And if you want to come back a house of fire and be like hot on the mic, is it you want to come back and just be hot on the mic? Because that championship isn't going to be anywhere near you. Or I'll rip your eyes out, and then Cora slaps her, and they start to fight. Lyra hits her with a kick, and then goes for a huge like roundhouse. When uh, Cora just ducks and kind of runs away. So maybe we're getting this match finally. Yeah, like this is what they were setting up before um, Cora took her absence, and Lyra kind of pointing out maybe what you were saying. It's the rest of the division has stepped up, and yeah, that that Roxanne Cora feud kind of. Did feel hot at a point and never really they had the match, but it you always felt like there was a bigger match coming and it never did. And now it feels like that ship's kinda sailed. Like the title yeah. isn't on either of them. It's Roxanne I think is going up soon.
3: Yeah, like where does it where does it leave Cora here? Because now everyone like would assume hey, if Roxanne were to drop it, it would be to this Mega heel of Cora Jade when I think again, I think someone else has kind of taken her spot here, when a few others now might be able to slide in, leaving kind of what do we do here. So this was a somewhat of a reset. You could still have her challenge um Indy. Like you could get that route, but you just had Tiffany doing that. So we're getting some sort of multi
2: person match. Yeah, although maybe Tiffany's the challenger for spring break and yeah. like a short like a short term right story. Um Cora's one None of us have really talked about uh, potential of call up. Um, yeah, I
3: don't see it yet. That's
2: that, like yeah. I, I don't think it's it's at that level
3: yet. Uh, especially the like I can't really recall some of her last big matches necessarily hitting uh, the same as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I I still think there's potential for Cora Jade. I think she still can be a good talker. But what she, you're
2: right, like what she was saying today was kind of boring. But I do think we've also seen from other people in call-ups that you don't often expect as well. Right. Like Alexa Bliss comes to my mind, who, you know, was there in NXT, was never particularly yeah. featured, was nowhere near the title scene. And then they moved her up and she was great in that first year and became like a big star. Um, I just, like, I, I feel the women's division on the main roster are lacking on both the heel and babyface side as, at the moment. Uh, and if you are moving a Bron. I don't know. Yeah, they do keep couples together these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, a I agree. I, don't, couple, I feel there's more time for her down here that would be beneficial. But would it
3: be so wild and crazy to have an on-screen like heel couple? Like at this point, try what they try with Cross and Scarlet, but hopefully have it work. Yeah, somehow you could do that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, talking about going back to call-ups, Satomura like now or never again yeah we haven't seen her casey and kaden
2: or sorry katana and kaden yeah i feel you could move there's a few there, there's so many who i just see also being another tegan Knox, mia yim you know just these bland bodies that they're not using that yeah. they're not using yeah um yeah we see uh wesley backstage who's being interviewed by Mackenzie, and she tells him that He's closing in on a record number of title defenses as North American champion. Wow. And he says, I do this because I have to remain on point. And many of the old North American champions are on Raw and SmackDown now. And this is when Gulak and Dempsey interrupt. And they say, "Uh, I'm highly impressed with your high-flying ability, but how will you fare when you're grounded? And Wes is like, oh, you're bringing up the old, you know clashes styles makes fights kind of thing and Dempsey says no it's no debate because how can you jump around when your ligaments are torn Mm. and Wes kind of doesn't seem phased but the match is set next week Charlie Dempsey Wesley which is Dempsey's biggest match on NXT so far so absolutely uh yeah and Wes has been absolutely killing it in every defense so this one actually has my interest yeah uh when Drew stepped up, I was like, "Okay,
3: Drew versus Wes could be cool." But then, no. Okay, Charlie's obviously the R- William Regal Jr. is the pet project here. I know I mentioned that Regal Jr. J- Charlie Dempsey reminds us of Butch Pete Dunn. Yeah, but I get real uh, Kylo Ren vibes from Charlie okay. Dempsey. The way he sounds and talks as well. I'm like, yeah. you kind of sound and look like him. So, like, I you you think you're more badass than you are. Because you're young. You don't know yet. You don't know the true power of the dark side. But when your father teaches it to you properly, mm. like you'll unlock it. I get that from
2: him. Yeah, yeah. his father who who left the other company to, to Not, work with his yeah, son. Yeah, to work with his kid. I called that, didn't I? I <laughs> yeah, said I that was kid. bullshit. I'm like, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. What's William Regal up to these days? Main roster. Looks like it. Stuff, yeah. was only, For was now. The, yeah. For now. The Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. Coming into WWE.
2: We got it right here with Drew and Dempsey. But. Yeah. We go to our next match Von Wagner versus Ilya Dragunov. And if Wagner loses, Robert Stone will drop him <sighs> as a client. Um, there's a big boot immediately from Wagner. Ooh. Wagner actually comes out the gate looking pretty good here.
3: I mean, you have Dragunov
2: selling for yeah. you. That makes it look good. There's running splashes in the corners, clotheslines, a huge deal from Wagner. Uh Dragonoff then comes back with the Constantine special and then hits his like deadlift over-the-head yeah. Dodge style suplex, uh, which doing this to the big man looked great. We have seen him do this to like Gunther before, but uh still very impressive yeah. the big guy. Does his diving forearm to the grounded opponent and then uh finishes Wagner off with Torpedo Moscow and after the match Stone says, We're done, <sighs> walks off and Wagner didn't even do anything about it. I was sure he was going to put Stone through the table here, but it was actually, you know, Stone leaving with the power here and Wagner just looking like a, a big old goof.
3: Oh, man. Yeah. Come Tuesdays just won't be the same without no. Mr. Stone and Vaughn. But, I mean, everything Stone's been saying to him has been true. St- Storyline wise, KFO wise, shoot wise. He's like, yo, what do you do? The only thing is come Tuesday. Like, the only come thing Tuesday you Come got- Tuesday and you growl. And you, you're so angry all the time. And, you know, you used to be out there, mm. but you're not anymore. So he left him, and Vaughn's just okay with it. So what do we do with the incredible wrestler known as Vaughn Wagner?
2: I don't know, I man. really don't know <laughs> at this point. Like, if... I know it's story, but if Robert Stone's dropping you... Yeah. Like, Robert Stone's story since he's been in this has been everyone <laughs> drops him, him. And now he's dropping Vaughn. Um, yeah. I... I do see some elements with him as the like athletic big man but there's just at this point it feels like he's he's been there a little bit now yeah. you know and there's been no progression at all um I don't ever buy him as a viable contender like you will get the odd title they throw him so many match they have him so many of those yeah he's like kane in that kind of aspect where it's like oh we need a a defense for our baby face champion but I don't know. I don't see call-ups being on the card. This guy... I mean, he just doesn't have anything. Unless yeah. he... All I see this guy being is, you know, uh, like, General Aziz kind of character. Right. Where he's just someone's muscle.
3: Yeah, it would make sense. He's got to lose the vest. Yeah. He can't be looking like Aladdin or Pinocchio or anything. But he could join, like, the schism. He could join, like like, if they lose someone, they could... He could join... Like, there could be more of that stuff you know, chase you or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I know he's had his main event or superstar slots a few times and
2: I just, I don't know what's going I, on. With like him. all like, yeah, all I see him is, is like a heater for someone. Like if you move up, Grayson Waller have this guy as just his, his muscle, his protector, his yeah. diesel basically. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But I don't see the charisma of a Kevin Nash. No, or anything.
3: no, he's, he does not, uh, ooze that type of machismo no. for sure.
2: um, I mean, Ilya is another one.
3: Like, what are you doing here? Flo- He's just floating around. You put him on. I guess you don't want to put him on SmackDown because that's where Gunther is, mm. right? But you put him on somewhere. Like, you just you're just sitting on gold, but they would not want to try or test the waters with this such a character on main roster, I would imagine.
2: I mean, they've like Gunther's worked. Yeah, and I'd say Gunther is the the closest to an Ilya. Yeah, you've got you know like a like English speaker, but second language, a style that you wouldn't really think fits main roster, and it has worked. So I do see it working for him down the line, but I I think maybe you could, I think a Carmelo-Dragunov match beforehand would be nice. I think there are some big matches he could do. It's just unfortunate. I think he's probably one of the best, bell to bell
3: Mm. dudes in this company, not just NXT. Right. And there's just so many dream matches, but it's almost like he's people aren't ready for him yet. Mm. People who don't know about him, you know, you've checked out, cherry pick some of the stuff that he's had with Gunther for the past few years. It's like they're just cooling them for something, but it's like, okay, when's that time coming? You've struck it with Gunther, but you can't just do that again. You need to wait for years to let them fight again, but
2: they're sitting on, on
3: something good. I mean, good doing now. that
2: like right away on the main roster would. Get
3: people right over, like, yeah. Him right away, Maybe. And
2: even in defeat. Like You could do it exactly the same as you did before, yeah. like Gunther open challenge and, oh, who's this guy? And then just yeah. have one of their classic matches. I see that see that being more likely a few months ago as I do now.
3: Like Dragunov, Charlie Dempsey, William Regal and someone else as a mm. combat club of their own because this guy needs, this guy needs to be slapping the shit out of way more people oh, yeah. and I love to watch it. So I know he's beaten Von Wagner it's here. He's to fight
2: Sheamus, doesn't he?
3: He's got to fight Shaney. I know he's so much smaller to some of the bigger guys but I guarantee he would But
2: that's the appeal I fuck think. Fuck them him. up. Yeah. Um, we then hear Dijak's music hit And Dragunov's looking up the ramp. And I like, he was a a smart baby face here, because he smiles, because he's like, I know he's behind me. Turns around, Dijak's there. He says, you say the pain makes you feel alive. Well, that's great. I'm going to make you immortal. Nice.
3: I mean, hey, cool. We're going to this match. This will be great. Yeah, we're just saying, this guy needs bigger stuff to do. And this is a bigger fish to fry, Mm -hmm. which Dijak versus...
2: Spring breaking?
3: Yeah, this this would be pretty cool and probably a show stealer. Yeah, on that show. So looking forward to this for sure. Uh, some hard justice. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, we see Hank who's checking on Tank backstage. Yeah, ahead of his match, Hank and Tank and the Hank and Tank connection.
3: Yeah, yeah. Tank. Because
2: uh, I I was Tank one of his security guards at one point.
3: Yeah, Maybe. they're both security. Yeah. I think so, well, so. This is Tank for those uh, somewhat keeping score. Tank, I believe. Tank Ledger is the
2: the man bun security guard, right? No, man bun was last week. It was the the oh. lawyer, the soul Goodman. Oh, I thought this was this guy also had one before. No, I mean he's he's got he's got the hair, right? I okay. don't know. I think classic man bun was right, right, right. Whoever that guy was, Lucas Luca. I don't. know. But Hank and Tank. <laughs> so Hank and Tank, and <laughs> Hank, his job here is just telling us that Joe Coffee's really good. He's like, Joe Coffey's been a top guy everywhere he's uh, gone. And so you've got to prove yourself tonight, Tank. And we go to the match. Tank Ledger versus (laughs) Joe Coffey. Tank comes out and he's got like his, uh, like all his accolades. It's saying he's the first ever next in line signee for WWE. It's showing kind of his athletic background, how much he can squat. It's it's kind of, I kind of like this if you're doing this for your, all your next in lines. I think it showed three people last week, right? Yeah. Tank, uh, Danny Palmer, and I can't remember the other guy. Right. But I think this is good. Like, show why they've been signed, like their, yeah. their credentials and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Weird Gear got the kind of Nikos Ricos thing going on here.
3: Oh, man. Shout out Nikos Ricos. If you're a long time, you know who that is. But Nikos Ricos, the iconic. This is, I got Zack Ryder. Was this like. Yeah,
2: it's the one, one leg sleeve with the other short pants.
3: Yeah, how would you describe Tank Ledger? He's like a Otis almost. Not quite. He's, he's kind of like a bigger
2: Joe Coffee, actually. It's like a bigger Joe Coffee. It's that kind of very solid barrel shape body, but not, not fat, just solid meat. Yeah,
3: thick meat white dude in Zack Ryder style gear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, black hank, and yellow hank was like yo when i debuted i would just wore my seth rogan gear yeah my shirt and I mean, this at guy's least he's got gear
2: yeah right yeah right. so i'm like is it better or is it worse than that because this is well Nico remember Sricos. his debut was meant to be in two weeks so maybe they just hadn't finished the other leg yet
3: <laughs>
2: let's hope that's <laughs> it was meant the, to be tight. let's hope that's the story yeah yeah, yeah. that's oh, the one i'm going with. oh radio yeah uh there's a big backbreaker from joe coffee uh, Joe traps the arms and starts to headbutt Tank when Tank manages to lift him up and hits the over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex. And this is where Vic is like going, oh, that's very kind of Big e Yeah, there.
3: and well, we know better than mentioning Big E or the New Day around Booker T, Yeah. who instantly ignites that feud again and goes,
2: Big E. Big E.
3: What the hell, Booker? What's going on? This isn't even, doesn't even sound like a. Well, no, it's because the
2: rumble spot just Yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. He's like, Big E, Big E, just like, again. dismissing yeah. him. There's a cartwheel and splash combo from Tank, and then Joe clocks him with a big left hand punch and hits his rubble, running double forearm uh, to Tank that sends him into the steel steps, and then he hits the. All the best for the Bells, the discus clothesline twice to put Tank away. So, what? sorry, was this the best of the Bells? Rock the Bells? All the best from the Bells. Or uh, he actually tweeted uh, a few years ago now, uh, was it, from October 13th, 2016, from Joe Coffey. My finisher is, all the best for the Bells. And he's written it like phonetically. And then, or in English, all the best for the Bells. Not black coffee, not death wish. (laughs) Insert Iron Man coffee pun. But all the best for the bells.
3: What does this mean? I don't know. I'm searching all the best for the bells, and all that comes up is Joe Coffee. uh, Joe Coffee. So I don't know. But what's best for the bells is best for the.
2: It's like a discus lariat kind of
3: thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Coffee gets the win since he's now come back to NXT or gallus and, and all that you know what tank didn't look too bad he had like that overhead belly to belly he had some big man moves so i definitely wouldn't just rule him out pretty impressive for sure. his first like big tv match and nothing nothing like blew me away it was two kind of meaty men slapping meat but i'm i am interested to kind of see joe coffee i think gallus have been given like a pretty big opportunity as of late and bringing him back into the miss the this this mix could potentially bring them up to even bigger kind of pastures, possibly yeah. main roster down the line. So, kind of like ah, nothing really happened in this match, but you know it was just a match for
2: Joe to beat him. But Tank got a lot in. I, I thought Tank showed promise here. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, his he looked he looked very like a Joe Coffey yeah. actually here, just a bit more, a bit bigger with those power moves and stuff. Tank but, the Tank. Yeah, I'm. I, I think they've done. I'm still not completely sold on Gallus, but they have been kind of pushing them quite a lot recently. Yeah, And now the unit's complete. We'll see where they go. Yeah. Um, I do see Joe um, being a big challenge for Wesley down the line.
3: Okay. He's good to the last drop, mm. that Joe Coffee.
2: After the match, the Creed brothers and the Dyad run out. They start brawling, and uh, they're brawling with Gallus. And we well later see that next week it's gonna be a triple threat tag team championship match with uh, the Creeds, Dyad, and Gallus.
3: Yeah, so I mean look, the the Dyad lads, G U I V have a chance. The Creeds could eventually win them back too. There's a lot that could happen. Do you see
2: any do you see a title change? I
3: don't know. I don't know. Like I'm kind of Gallus is somewhat proving themselves a bit more than I think people were giving them credit for. I think it's just the new finishing move. Yeah. I was down on them changing their generic you know, car commercial sounding theme song. Welcome to the jungle theme song rip off. But now I'm like, okay, I, I, let's see what you can do. Cause people give, when they get opportunities like this, they can fumble the ball, but so far they've just get improving. So that's yep. kind of good for them. So, so far so good, but Gallus lads. What is it? Gallus boys on top. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that.
2: We see, uh, Tony D'Angelo and stacks backstage. When, uh, Roxanne Perez walks in, she's back. And she says, I needed a break after Stan and deliver, but I'm back and I'm ready.
3: Was she in the same room as them?
2: Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> and um, Tony and Stax basically say, Look, if you ever need someone to have your back, like. <laughs> oh, I, did, I didn't know Roxanne was Italian. Yeah. Is she? She's joining the family? She's. She's Latino, isn't that she? That would be pretty sick. if but <laughs> they're like, hey, we'll, we'll kill for you, Roxanne. Yeah, we'll murder someone for you. we got go your back. Your you. back. Yeah. You don't, no need to be anxious when you're here. No anxiety? F that. You want someone murked? <laughs> you want someone cleaned out? We got you. And Zoe Starks walks in and starts to mock uh, Roxanne. And Roxanne basically says, look, it's people like you that make people like me try to hide from their anxiety. And I want to be someone to stand up to it. And I'll see you next week. So we've got a match: Zoe and Roxanne set when Pretty Deadly jump Tony and Stacks, and they're like, "Yeah, you thought you get, you thought you beat us up and throw Elton in a car boot, yeah." And actually, this was maybe the the meanest Pretty Deadly of them. Yeah, actually. I quite liked it. Yeah, Seeing this them was them like edge.
3: stepping up a bit because they were uh, pretty, pretty pissed off. That they got kidnapped, I guess, so kind of a like you said, a bit of an edge here for pretty
2: deadly hyping up this potential is it this next week uh, yes, the sorry, no, they didn't announce this, but yeah this I could be spring break spring and maybe maybe Breckin'. some sort of gimmick, yeah like, hardcore match
3: <laughs> I don't even I can't even p- try to put a mob and a uh, uh, pretty boy
2: a uh, car boot match kidnapping match <laughs> yeah, yeah, last ride match, yeah, that kind of thing yeah, do it. We go to our main event. It's to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship at Spring Breakin'. It's Grayson Waller taking on Duke Hudson, J.D. McDonough, and Dragon Lee. Yeah,
3: pretty cool. There's a little snapshot of kind of what's going on in NXT right now. And like we mentioned earlier, Dragon Lee being the hot new toy coming in here. Grayson Waller hot off the feud with Shawn Michaels and Johnny Gargano, uh, which I think a match that people kind of lost. Forgot uh, got lost in the shuffle from the last weekend. I mean, obviously we did a review of stand and deliver, and that match definitely did stand out. As did that four way or sorry five way, which both featured Dragon Lee and JD. So like a lot of these guys coming out of this weekend, like pretty hot off some big matches and some good matches. So I understand why Waller would be put in here, and well, uh, really understand why he's in this match. But then Duke kind of getting that that big main event. Yeah, singles slot here in the four
0: way
2: and but. i actually felt uh after that kind of mvp segment and knowing this is a title match in two weeks and this isn't for like battleground like a ple or anything it kind of made me think duke had a had a chance to win this as
3: well yeah why not right you could have done that and then you know he could have a, a an effort lose and then that's when his big freak out happens or something right but. yeah
2: um, so, yeah, Fatal 4-Way. It starts with Duke hitting a double suplex and then dumps Dragon Lee. He's basically taken out everyone, dumps Dragon Lee on top of JD and Waller. Um, Lee hits a beautiful-looking Topecon Hilo as JD then hits a springboard moonsault to the floor onto Dragon Lee. Uh, Duke then goes for a big dive but gets caught by the stunner from Grace and Waller and all break up the pin. Uh, Waller then does his, like, through-the-legs elbow drop to Duke, uh, but Duke starts to hulk up and does this huge toss on Dragon Lee and then a big uranagi to JD, starts getting the MVP chance. Um, <laughs> I It's so old-school, Duke's wrestling, like, very 80s, small, just, you know, hip toss, body slam. But it really works, and I really enjoy these segments, and the crowd do get behind his... His like Hulk up spot and stuff. Yeah. I mean,
3: he's clearly, he does the Hulk Hogan because it's Chase. You right? But you're right. And then he does have some whispers of flashier stuff.
2: He hits the slingshot German suplex. Yeah. Which always looks nice. Yeah. That move is awesome. And Waller breaks up the pin. And then Duke starts hitting these, uh, these like, like electric chairs. Yeah. So he hits one to Waller. He hits one to Dragon Lee. And I mean, guys, if you know us, yeah. someone puts
3: someone in an electric chair. It either goes one of a few ways, and we were counting. All right, he hit one. You know, he's going for Dragon Lee. Well, you know where that's going. Nope, nope. He hits it on Dragon Lee. Okay, he's going up for... And JD counters it into a Poison Rana. Poison
2: Rana. Beautiful Poison <laughs> oh, yeah. Rana
3: here. They're all beautiful.
2: Uh, Dragon Lee comes in with his bicycle knee to JD. And JD kicks out, which this has been kind of established yeah. as Dragon Lee's finish. So big kick out spot here. Pretty yeah. cool. Um, Duke then goes to the Rage Razor's Edge, but it gets countered into a Rana from Dragon. He'd clearly been watching his best match ever, Rey Mysterio Jr. If
3: he only did our, did his homework like we did and look at all the classic Rey Mysterio lucha matches that if you try to hit a lucha door with the, the Razor's Edge or the
2: Splash Mountain, it's, Gonna get countered. (laughs) Uh, Dragon Lee then hits the sit-out powerbomb to JD McDonough, goes to the pin when Waller stuns him with the stunner uh, and just falls on top of Duke Hudson. Uh, Sorry, I think the powerbomb was to Duke, which was impressive because Lee is so much smaller than Duke. Yeah, yeah. So Waller falls on top of Duke Hudson, one, two, three, picks up the win and is your number one contender. And then does a shooey afterwards
3: and has a face-to-face with Melo at the end to to really cement that Melo is now the babyface champion here in NXT. Uh, Yeah, really fun match. I thought the finish was very similar to, well, a few spots were similar to that five-man match from standard deliver because especially the ending when everyone's hitting moves and now they're getting countered in midair. Yeah. So like as soon as dragon Lee hit the power bomb as he's getting up, he's hit with the stunner. So it's coming out of nowhere, which was pretty fast and pretty clean from a lot of these guys. So yeah, really fun match. Definitely like the actual match of the night on this show with some great variations of you could spin off these guys into mini feuds. I would imagine dragon Lee versus JD is the singles match. We're getting probably at spring yeah. break in or something.
2: Yeah they like honestly NXT has a really good solid like top 8 I'd say. Yeah. Um and these multi-man matches they've kind of got down pretty well now. That that five man uh that five way at Standard Liver I thought was excellent. Yeah. Definitely one of the matches of the weekend. And mm-hmm. I thought this was really fun too. I think Waller is is a good choice. Um just, like a really established heel to go against Melo. And again, like it kind of makes me think maybe if you're doing this at Spring breaking, maybe that is a an opportunity to call up Waller after this. I'm yeah. not saying that about a lot of people, but I think he's perfectly ready. I don't think he really needs to hold the NXT Championship at any point. No. I think this guy is just ready to walk into the main roster and maybe do the Mellow match at Spring break and then in the few weeks once the draft has happened, call this guy up to SmackDown or Raw.
3: Yeah, team up with The Miz, yeah.
2: reality star...
3: Team up with Logan Paul, yeah, something like that. He definitely has the chops. Uh, he's very unlikable in the best way. Like you, mm. you love you. You start getting to love to hate him. His wrestling definitely improved. The match with Johnny. You, if you have a good match with Johnny, if you you don't fumble that, then you're good in my book. So Waller definitely. Steps I actually, up. I do.
2: I know you shit on the rolling stunner thing yeah. a lot. But I like it as a heel, actually, four moments like this. Right. And I think it's when it worked in the Iron Survivor, you know, when he came in and picked up those two falls right away, because it is the sneaking the win at the end. Instead of the classic someone hits their finisher and you throw him out the ring and get the pin, it's you dive in, hit the stunner and steal the pin that yeah, way. I yeah. think it works quite well. It's, he's been timing it better, maybe. Yeah. Um, And Dragon Lee, once again, I thought looked... Uh, looked awesome
3: yeah dragon lee is someone like who's come in here who's he could have shown up on aew or whoever like he has but like coming in brothers yeah with his brothers who's dragon lee uh related to uh
2: (laughs) so i I found this thing on uh it was this wrestling page wrestling 24 on facebook and this poster called yaz (laughs) I've got to read this out. This is about Dragon Lee, Roosh, and Drillistico, the the three brothers. So they're real life brothers. We know Roosh from AEW, Drillistico has been there and in ROH. Right. Um, but Drillistico was actually the original Dragon Lee. And after the original Mystico left CMML to join WWE, Drillistico, at that point Dragon Lee, became the second Mystico. So his brother, who is our Dragon Lee from NXT. ...became the current Dragon Lee... ...and the original Mystico... ...became Sin Cara... ...the first Sin Cara in WWE... ...but there's another Mystico... ...who later had to change his name... ...to Mystico with a Y... ...due to legal reasons... Ah, yes. ...so when the original Sin Cara... ...also the original Mystico... ...was released by WWE in 2014... ...Mystico with a Y who then became Hunico, replaced him to become the second Sin Cara <laughs> in WWE. And then the original Mystico came back to CMLL and became Karistico, which is a combination of Sin Cara and Mystico kind of put together. And then the second Mystico became the current Drillistico, which is a combination of Dragon Lee and Mystico. And then after departing the WWE, the second Sin Cara, who was Hunico, is now Cinta di in honor of his late master, Cinta di Oro, who also took the name of another wrestler who also used to be called Cinta di Oro. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> That's insane. <Yeah. laughs> that is insane. That's so crazy. confusing.
3: Oh my god.
2: And uh, then, dra- like, no, please, no more Dragon Lee, but going by Ryu Lee for the last year or whatever. <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. True. Wow. Like, that's bad he's a really good wrestler that's all you really need to know wow <laughs> and i think we've got the the good brother here in nxt we've
3: got the the good one yeah. i like all of them Don't i do i do
2: yeah but wow that
3: is some crazy
2: uh connections there wow bravo um but yeah i thought um i thought i am kind of with you i thought this was a and actually <laughs> are you all right there I'm still unpacking everything yeah. you just said. Yeah. It's like a Game of Thrones like family tree kind like, of thing. What are you saying right yeah. now? Yeah. But
3: it, it does make
2: it's crazy, but I believe it. Like, that's nuts. It's but I mean I guess it's the whole mass thing of taking that that character or yeah. I don't know, and then yeah, nuts. Um I, I thought this is actually a pretty solid NXT, but we're you know we've we've come off the peak which is stand and deliver so we are like back down at rebuild yeah and i've definitely felt the fatigue this week but i i thought you had uh some good segments moving stories forward i really like the main event and i really like that tiffany uh sol Ruka match
3: yeah i really liked the main event here dragon lee is instantly fit in i'm looking forward to his single matches or whatever matches really because so far he's very impressed uh, i'm interested in the duke chase you storyline because we need we need Duke to finish the story
1: finish the story and see what
3: happens here like I don't want him to leave in fact like bring that whole unit eventually up as a team like they're teasing it so much that maybe something has to happen uh, what else? Joe Coffey coming in back is is cool. I'm interested to see where Gallus can go if they if they do retain the titles next week. But either way, like any team next week could mm. potentially use that opportunity being champs and and run with that.
2: We saw Braun with his first proper heel promo, the first glimpse of him as heel, and I thought he sounded pretty good. Yeah,
3: Braun um, breaking bad yeah. essentially here uh, for the first time, sounding if you just watched. Or, or what, had NXT on and closed your eyes. Braun Breaker cutting his heel promo was Scott Steiner. He's not yeah. exactly like un- Uncle Scott there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like some some changes to the show and, and characters kind of flipping there with Mello being the baby face, which I think will have some hiccups, but eventually get there as well because the crowd seems to love him. But I still enjoyed this episode and going forward, the silly storylines are the ones that are still like keeping me entertained. Mm. So can't wait to see what happens with Brooks jensen yeah as always our as guy always. our guy uh that's what we thought of nxt there is some feedback there is some feedback yeah there's a poison rana facebook page you can like it but it also leads you to the group poison rana facebook group join that we post feedback threads every tuesday amongst other things i'll read the first one here from fire frank the reigning defending bde champion quote unquote i am not a big fan of birds show was Sorry, show was fine, but Booker was on another level tonight with his champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Braun sounding like Big Papa Pump and the second on the mic is a good thing. Briggs and Fallon still bad friends. Duke had a big night. Roxy joining the D'Angelo family needs to be a thing. <laughs> and the four-way was fun. Dijak and Dragonov will slap. Mello versus Waller sounds good
2: and shoeies for all. We go to Dave Parker who says, Don't think they should be going to Wallace so soon because I don't think he should be leaving, losing the big one just yet.
3: Yeah, I mean, lose it and then go. Yeah, I, th- yes. I think
2: that's why. Take I it do, and go. Yeah, get the get the match done.
3: That's why he's doing the shoe. He's early tonight. He ain't going to be doing them in two weeks. We go to Megan who writes in a solid show. Braun's heel run is off to the right foot. Is he going to wear chain mail next week? The four way was fun. Dragon Lee continues to stand out. Mello and Waller should be good with the added wrinkle of the champion working baby face. And it should be stoppage to battleground. Uh, so this, yeah, this is just like a TV special leading for that bigger match. Cora Jade throwing strays was okay and her feud with Lyra hit the, hit the play button. I continue to be enamored by Sol Ruka. She's got upside. With the draft coming down the pike, does Braun move up? I can make the argument for him and the Creed boys. And give Dijak and Dragonov 20 minutes and they will cook.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one.
3: I mean, yeah, Megan's got a point there. Like, all the Scott Steiner stuff, like, are we going to see him lean into that more? Is he going to have sirens, chainmail, huge, big arms? But I still just like Braun teaming with the Creeds is something I Mm. still would like. But I don't know if we're going that direction.
2: And finally, we go to Sean, who says, Good show tonight. Sign me up for heel Braun Breaker, but with a little less talking. That said, I love how everyone has just forgotten that Mello cheated to become champ. Good video package for Gigi Dolan. Great matches between Sol and Tiffany and it didn't even feel like it hit that next gear. Glad Cora's back, but that promo was too damn long and I would have loved for just about anybody other than Lyra to come out to interrupt it. She has not impressed me at all. Great four-way main event. Duke in particular really showed out and I loved Wallace stealing the win. Next week looks loaded as well. HBK has gotten this show on a heck of a roll.
3: Yeah, it's it's been an entertaining show, and I know people get a bit more interested because of this draft thing. Like, the Raw and SmackDown thing doesn't make sense, but it's a good way to have call ups and different and new characters and stuff like that. And I do think there's a ton on this show that are completely ready and have had the full cycle. Like, we're saying our bronze and wallers, like, they've been to the main parts and the main stories. Like, there is nothing really else to do yeah. here than to go tango with some other characters. So, that was. NXT from Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble on and talking all about it. We do it every Tuesday night here on the Post Wrestling Feed. Hit that subscribe. But hit that subscribe over on Poison Rana. Search that in your poison In, in your Poison Podcast app. In your Poison, podcast, in your poison app. podcast app or YouTube as we have lots of other shows that we do covering everything else, including AEW and... All sorts of fun, fun stuff. I mentioned over on our Patreon last week, we put out our best match ever, Rey Mysterio, covering everything outside the WWE. Over on our Poison Rana feed, the free feed, I'm going to drop our part one for free this week. So if you want to check out all the matches that we reviewed, rated, and so forth, that we dissect, the best of Rey Mysterio, from WWE so I'm gonna put that on the free feed this week to let you get a little taste and if you like that sign up to the Patreon because hey maybe Rey Mysterio isn't your bag which would be wrong because he's one of the best ever but maybe Mario Brothers is so that's coming out this week lots of different podcasts over on that Patreon so go check us out all the podcasts all the time for your long walks your long drives whatever it is you do your long climbs up the CN Tower oh boy yeah yeah we're getting in shape are we no we're podcasters what is this we're just putting it <laughs> off
2: like we do everything really yeah, and, and we'll, the we'll morning figure it off, out on the day the morning of we're <laughs> like
3: trying to get in shape yeah that's what will be happening <laughs> thank you everyone for out there for listening to us and supporting us we cannot do this without you so thank you thank you thank you i myself brain harrington twitter instagram at the bray d
2: and you can find me at davey portman
3: that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and shout out stone cold brooks jensen